Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. 54321 and we're live. God, I did it super ninja again. Like proper in without even warning. You cut it down though. That's not as good as some weeks where we're like halfway through a conversation and you just start recording. Correct. Yeah. Sorry. I'll, I'll start <laughs> doing that again. See if I can catch anyone out. <laughs> if anything. It's just awkward then. Yeah. I was going to Slagging off the listeners. Ooh, uh, listeners. Well, the only person that would probably catch out slagging off the listeners would be Johnny, but then he'd probably do it even <laughs> if he knew he was being recorded. So. Well, true. He, he gives no shits. No, he doesn't. He, he literally gives no shits. No, he gives lots of shit. He gives it back to people, gives it to people. <laughs> uh, that's like I said about the, oh, what should we talk about this week? Actually, let's talk about the male to female athletes um, topic that we wanted to. And Johnny can't make this week. No, I, we're not doing that because I want to be on it. Because he wants to give as much abuse as he possibly can about it. Well, that's basically it, yeah. Yeah, we're, I'm not setting this up as a very balanced uh, episode argument slash podcast, am I? <laughs> I'm saying that Johnny just wants to go all in. <laughs> I don't know. I think it could be. I mean, let's not get into it now, but um, I think it could be. My my views on it are reasonably balanced. They're not really, but they are reasonable. Well, I say I don't think it's balanced, but I do think it's constructive. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it needs to be constructive as well because I think you, you could you could offend a lot of people talking about it, but. Um, yeah, but uh, I think. <laughs> so, sorry. Stop this laughing, the, you. This is this, the issue when you have a fancy microphone, it just picks up everything in the room. Um, this is a serious topic we're talking about here, young lady. You should not be laughing. She's funny, she's just standing between the. Um... <laughs> you know the lamp I showed you pre-recording she yeah, just got yeah. in between the lamp legs and she's just standing in the middle now Summer please why do you have to interrupt every single week yeah exactly no you can't get in the lamp Jesus Christ she f- <laughs> she fell down half a flight of stairs this week oh shit yeah I know she's lucky enough the worst injury she got was a carpet burn on her nose she's got like a, she's got like a red little uh, burn mark on her nose I um so I was working today in one of the shops up in Cheshire Oaks and I <laughs> I um had this girl come in and she must have been I don't know like five or six maybe something like that maybe not even that old she had a massive black eye <laughs> she had a massive black eye and a big cut just underneath her eye on like a cheekbone um and I was like I, I say things sometimes without really thinking or considering the actual kind of outcome of what I've said um but I was I did stop myself today but I was so close to being like oh you've not been fighting again have you and I thought and I started thinking to myself oh, what about if a dad's punched her in the face that's, or something and this is really really awkward that's, I was about to say to you, well actually my my partner's just been arrested for um abuse and so Jesus Christ she's loud <laughs> yeah yeah, and then you just like you get that really awkward. Oh, oh, right. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, like, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Meant yeah. nothing by it. <laughs> um, Anywho, right, Summer, please, can you stop it? Oh, not. We're not going to be able to record today. She's going mad. She's just. She's just going crazy. You know, kids. Kids when they get, the, and I don't know if this is the same adults, but when they get delirious or mad when they get like tired, 
because we're at the zoo all day today for Mother's Day. She hasn't, she's only slept half an hour. She normally has a two hour nap during the day. And uh, I think she's obviously getting to her tired stage and all the adrenaline's now just like getting pumped out because she's just going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. You either go into like a zombie mode or you do just get delirious and start chatting shit. Yeah, well, I think as adults, maybe we just don't, well, some of us do, I suppose, but maybe we just don't stay out, stay up long enough for that adrenaline bit to kick in. Whereas as a child, like, you've only got to skip a nap and. No, she just seems to, she goes mental before bed. Sorry, that's also her milk going off. This is, kitchen is incredibly loud. Oh, evil looks. <laughs> oh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> how's your week been? Yeah, good, good. Uh, wrapped up the hockey season yesterday, uh, which was good. So went out for a few beers. Um, I trained legs with Alex last Wednesday, and I hurt for about three days. Um, not because she pushed me to the max, but I did that usual, you know. Well, I'll, I'll lift a little bit more just because the missus is watching, you know. Um, show her, show her how strong or not strong I am. Not that she'd know any difference, but um. <laughs> that was what I was going to say. Would she even know? She wouldn't even no, know how strong no. is. To be fair though, she um, she's probably probably squats more than some of the guys in the gym <laughs> um, she doesn't even like really train that much so she'll go to the gym maybe like once or twice a, w- a week and that's only because we're going away like, it's not as if she's a um bit of a regular gym user so well she probably squats more than paolo and more than matt morgan i'm sure well definitely well she does more than 10 minutes worth of squatting so she found well, there you go yeah. yeah definitely on the volume front yeah yeah so i can't remember what we had the the weight up to this week um, we might have got close to I think we've got close to about 50 kilos for us so. yeah, and that was bad. for like 10 reps as well so yeah. I mean it's no Fran but not bad yeah well I mean Fran can't lift more than 3 reps though can she so. well no true she would probably have a heart attack yeah yeah it's cardio 4 reps is cardio so. <laughs> well I don't know I hear she's getting lots of cardio nowadays she's <laughs> <laughs> so secretive uh, anywho, <laughs> oh shit, I'm in trouble. Um, anywho, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> what else have you been doing? I thought you finished your hockey last week. For some reason, I thought you finished, uh, I finished it last week. So, for the twos that I'm captain of, I finished. Um, I finished my season last week, uh, but this week was like the actual finish of the season. So, I played for the third team yesterday. Um, got benched for the third team. I thought was a bit of a kick in the teeth. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um Gives yeah, so it, chance. It, uh, well you know uh ended up scoring the uh the the opening goal of for the team so good yeah. <laughs> for the team scored the opening goal for, for the team. team not the game yeah not so the game. we were already 10 nil down at the time so uh, you know <laughs> two two nil down <laughs> um yeah yeah so it is all good uh no so that's it's quite sad and depressing really because you know like Three, four months with no hockey until preseason starts. So I used to have this with football, but then I used to love preseason football because during during the season there aren't that many midweek games, but there's lots of preseason midweek games, mm-hmm. um, which I used to love. I used to love a midweek game. It's just something exciting for the end of the day to just play. It's just a different feeling than playing on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So like we normally do summer league, which I again really really enjoy. It's always really sunny. It's nice. There's loads of people there. It's a mix of like guys and girls of all ages, and then we just like turn up and play, and it, it's a great laugh. 
Um, it's not serious either, even though like you get a few tryhards like me, but um, it's not too serious. Because uh, when you're shit, you're like, ha ha, yeah, it's just a joke. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 um, uh, um, but uh, we, we're having the pitch relayed this year, so uh, no summer league, I don't think, which is annoying, but uh, hey de ho. Hey ho. Oh, well. So, apart from that, yeah, what else have we been up this week? Uh, no, that's it, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds like my week. Naf yeah. all really. Naf all other than as I say well, say Naf all, it's in Stockport on uh Wednesday, the home of one of my favourite clients. I tell them all that. No, I'm joking. Uh one of my favourite clients, Tom. He's he was from Stockport. Um he doesn't live in Stockport anymore, he actually lives in London. If not, I would have definitely met up. Uh instead we, we meet up in London when I go instead. But You do yeah. know where Stockport is, don't you? Yeah. Like 15 minutes away from where I work. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, uh, well, um, yes, I didn't know that. What, what are you expecting, an invite? If you want to come knock on your door? Well, an invite or, you know, meet in the middle? Um, no, sorry, mate, I should have said. You could, in fact, you could have cut, you, so I, you're probably right, I probably should have said. Um, I think it's because you uh, burned me last time when I was in York. Because you didn't tell me until I was leaving. Rubbish. I'm sure I said. I was literally sat in the van, about to drive out of York, and then you were like, "Oh yeah, I'm in York. Where are you?" How about Where this? I, th- I think I'm there on the 12th or the se- oh, or the seventh. I can't remember of April. I'm there in the next couple of weeks again, so uh, I'll I'll send you a date. Um, but no, I was in Stockport. Uh, to be fair, I was only there for an hour, and then I then I went up to Stockton Heath. Um, albeit this is where I could have invited you because I had dinner. With uh, Richie Kerwin and his wonderful partner. Um, oh, damn. I can't think of her name. Well, I know her name is Georgia, but I mean, I can't think of her real name because I found so, out that's not her real name. Really? Yeah, now I'm trying to think what her name it's is. Not... I didn't know this. No, I didn't know either. Because I, I, we were chatting and, and she just happened to say something like, Georgia, oh, it's not my name. And I was like, well, what do you mean it's not your name? She went, it's not actually my name. Her name is, that's like one of her. One of her five names she's been given, that's the one she goes by and everyone calls her. I was like, shit, I didn't know this. How do I not know this? So Did she uh, have a name that nobody can pronounce? Well, her surname is bad enough. Kolkov, I think. I think yeah, it's yeah. Well, I'm just, is that why you've forgotten it? Because it's one of those uh, ones which... Like, yeah, there were a few... Yeah, there's a few irregular names in there, if I remember. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But no, it was lovely to have dinner with them. Uh, Richie bought me dinner as well. What a legend. What a legend. I did, and he's a student. And he's a student, yeah. I did turn up with um, the best uh, home, because um, they just moved into a new flat, turn up mm. the best flat warming present, protein bars and flowers, you mean. Obviously, Georgia loved the protein bars, and Richie was enamoured over the moon by the flowers. So, <laughs> <laughs> Why does that not surprise me? Yeah. Um, but no, it was really nice to see them. And then I had to go to Sheffield that evening, so I was in Sheffield the following day, and then just home. So I don't know why, like, as in that's that interesting, but it's just nice to spend di- have dinner with some people that obviously don't get to see very often. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Often the odd message on Facebook or whatever. Or... Yeah, and obviously Richie is currently doing his PhD uh, on protein metabolism. So he's going to be coming on probably next week to, to talk through that. So that would be amazing. I'm sure there'd be lots of learns. He was particularly keen to talk about vegan protein. Okay. So vegan like, protein. As in the actual, like, whey proteins or... As in just vegan sources of protein? As in the bit about being particular about vegan protein? 
yeah, as in like he's 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 keen on basically talking about the protein quality for vegans, I suppose, and right, its effects in protein metabolism. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. So that'd be quite cool. Um, Georgia pretty much eats a, a fairly veggie vegan diet, doesn't she, because of her allergies um, and stuff? Yeah, I don't. She, I don't know if she eats. I wouldn't say it's veggie or vegan as such, but she. I think her issue is milk protein. Mm. So and I've, a few other bits, if I remember. She's probably right, got yeah, it's the, yeah. There's probably some other stuff, but I think she certainly doesn't eat like or doesn't have very many things with, um, well, like dairy basically or like protein yeah. bars. She struggle with again because the milk proteins. Because I, I thought I said to her, "Is it is it lactose?" And she said, "No, she she can cope with some lactose. She thinks mm. it's actually the milk proteins, which is quite common. Because um, obviously, a lot of people can can kind of get alternatives for. Oh, she's come to say night night. Someone has to come and say night night before she goes to bed, doesn't she? Night. Can you say night night? Can you say night night? No, not anymore. Say night night, Edward. Edward. Wood. Night night, Edward. No, I'm not interested. Can you say night night, listeners? Don't pull them out. Con camera. No. She's gone she camera shy. She hasn't. She's got that like devil look in her face. Like she's going to re-yank my headphones out. Gone. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Yes. Are you gonna say bye? Bye. Bye. <laughs> um. Anyway. So yeah, that was it, really. I suppose so that's all I've done. But other than going to for pancakes this morning for Mother's Day with my mother and my the rest of my family, and then zoo today all day with with uh, Jenna's family. Nice. So, no, so just, you sacked off Benny Boy for pancakes for you. Uh, no, technically, I think he sacked me off. He went. He was saying he was going out. I did invite him around for a training session still, but one, he didn't want to get up as early as I needed to to go for breakfast because I think I had to leave the house at like quarter to nine. Um, and two, he was then going somewhere straight afterwards anyway, so I don't know where he's gone. I don't know. So that's been... Oh, yeah, and lastly, I just smashed a double burger in, in an American restaurant down the road, so, which was... Nice. Didn't mean to do. Um, I just basically eaten nothing all day other than three smallish kind of pancakes this morning. So I had plenty of um, calories left to play with, and um, yeah, that was a last minute choice by by the mother-in-law. So very good, very good. But not that the listeners find that that interesting, I suppose. But so I, I was trying to find. Some... Oh, Sorry, I was trying to find. Um... A photo for my sister about it. We were talking about like I took my sister out for a Sunday roast, and um, what you could <laughs> get this right. So yesterday it was quite sunny, but it wasn't really that warm. It was probably like I don't know, twelve, maybe thirteen degrees at a push. It probably felt a lot warmer in the sun. Uh, and my sister, she is ginger. She's not like really fair ginger though. She's quite a dark ginger, mm-hmm. um, but she's still pasty and gets burnt really easily and, and all that. And um, she got sunstroke yesterday. Sunstroke. Yeah, she was throwing up in the evening, like massive headache, like felt rough as a dog. Um, in like 15 degrees? Yeah, not even that. Yeah, like 12 or 13 degrees. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, fair play. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, so um, so that, that, that was hilarious. Um, so I took her out to, because I've been at work all day and she's been on her own all day. So I, I rang her when I was on my way back and said, right, let's go for some food. Uh, forgetting it was Mother's Day, my mum's away, so that's why I didn't take her. Um, but uh, forgetting it's Mother's Day and everywhere is going to be absolutely rammed, right, so yeah. I just went to a, a local brewery pub and uh, had one of their Sunday roasts. So it's, yeah, it was alright. Good. Uh, um, I hope you're doing something for your mother. 
Well, she's in a car driving back from Wales. So. Well, it doesn't have to be today, does it? There can be any other. No, we, we said we'd take her out, and uh, I haven't even got her anything. I bought her a card about three weeks ago because I found a really good one online. Um, oh, I can't remember what it says now. We were talking about cards, weren't we, a few weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Funny cards and stuff. So it was, it was kind of along uh, along those lines. I saw, um, I saw one today that said something like. Mum, well done for shagging my dad. Takes a lot to do that, or something along those lines. <laughs> no, mine's a bit more lighthearted. For my dad, I'm going to get a really, really brutal Father's Day one, just because uh, he can take it. Um, but my mum, I'm, I'm always a bit nicer to. Let me just read it now, and I can read it out to you. Um, still need to write it actually. Uh, so it's a picture of Adele, and it says, "Hello from your favourite child." Hello. <laughs> for some reason, I just want to go to Lionel Richie. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Um, I can see it in your eyes. Hello from the other side. Yeah. It's that, but hello from your favourite child. So I thought it was quite good. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, unfortunately, I got the tune wrong. Like I said, not, in my head, all I wanted to do was sing Lionel. It didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so... Uh, yeah, so I've, I've, I haven't actually got anything for. I've got Alex's mum's stuff for Alex. <laughs> for I was going to say she's you're not even married. You can't no, buy the mother-in-law things. And you're not even married. So I know I. Um, All that she was stuff that I can get from work. So you can uh, get married in Mauritius. Just get a, get a shotgun wedding. Just to piss my mate off. Can we uh, can we like double up on this? <laughs> well, do you know what? Funny story is one of Jenna's friends uh, got. Married, oh, it was maybe two, three years ago actually. Yeah, it must be three years ago because she was pregnant. She announced the, uh, she announced she was pregnant at a wedding. Although a few people had kind of said, "Oh, yeah, we thought so." Um, and her two, her, her little girls must be over two now, easy over two actually. So that's how my girl was. Anyway, by the by, uh, her one of her friends got engaged at her wedding, at that wedding. So that at she, the wedding. Yeah, so that's one of the bride's friends, not one of Jenna's friends. So Jenna's friends with the bride, but one of the bride's other friends, group of friends, one of the girls there got engaged at the wedding, which I think is fucking appalling taste. Yes. To do uh, that. I can't remember if I spoke about this on, when we were talking about weddings and shit a few weeks ago, um, but I saw a video on Facebook where the bride went to throw the bouquet and she went to pretend to throw it, didn't throw it, turned around, handed it to one of the women who was there waiting um, and then as she handed it to her, her fella came around the corner and proposed. I thought, that's cute, but also atrocious. Yeah, yeah. So again, I suppose if the bride's involved, it's not quite as bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So It's not, it's not like you're, you're literally trashing someone else's wedding by getting engaged <laughs> at it. But Yeah, well, the guy who is getting married in Mauritius, he has turned around and said, well, you can all get engaged whilst we're out there, but if any of you fuckers do anything on my wedding day, I'll disown you. <laughs> <laughs> problem, the thing is, though, the problem with that is a lot of people, that is obviously going to be like their holiday for the year or you know spend a lot of money on going and then it's like the idyllic place to get get engaged you know like on a beach in like some of like i've obviously i've been to mauritius and i would go as far to say it's probably one of the best holidays i've had if not the best so yeah it's perfect isn't it especially when we're like a private island and everything as well Uh, so a lot of people might think oh fuck i have to take advantage of this (laughs) <laughs> yeah well the guy who's getting married he went on holiday to is it Cuba or Barbados one of the two 
I was like, oh, so you're going to get, he'd already brought the ring and he was going away. And I said, oh, so you're going to propose while you're away? No, 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 that's far too cliche. So he made a, se- <laughs> <laughs> made a separate trip to go to London to propose to her at the restaurant where they went on a date, like for their first anniversary um, and did it then, like on their anniversary. And I was like, I'm talking about claim it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have I told the story about how I got engaged? I don't. I, I can't recall it. So if you have, it must have been boring. Well, I got engaged in Paris. We're just talking about cliche. That's all. <laughs> under the Eiffel Tower. No, it wasn't under the Eiffel Tower. On the Champs Elysees. No, it wasn't <laughs> on the Champs Elysees either. Fucking hell! No one gets engaged on the Champs Elysees. It's like a busy, horrible <laughs> shopping street. Yeah. Apparently, it's got like the most robberies in Europe or something as well. <laughs> You'd pop the ring out and somebody'd run off with it. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I got I got engaged on Valentine's Day. In <laughs> in two yeah, exactly cliche in two thousand and maybe eleven can't even yeah it must be eleven yeah, yeah two thousand eleven so I got married in November twenty twelve so two thousand eleven Valentine's Day the fourth day of being in Paris I got married on the steps of the Sacre Coeur which is a basilica on the top of Montmartre Hill which is like Moulin Rouge is probably the famous part of Montmartre. And a few sex shops. <laughs> so it made it. <laughs> no, to be fair, Google it. The steps of the Sacre Coeur are amazing. It's like yeah, a big yeah. monastery or basilica sat on top of this like hill, basically. It overlooks all of Paris. As good, well, probably almost as good a view as the top of the Eiffel Tower. Um, mm. Not quite as high, but a, a really good view across the city. And the reason this was so special is because we went to this really nice little, um, well, restaurant. This like tiny little um restaurant that has a little cobble street all ivy all over the door and it just looked quite fabulous and like posh and all those things we get there and they forgot a meal so they gave us like a, a two three bottles of wine which obviously forgetting your meal is a bit shit bear in mind i'm thinking i'm going to propose at some point tonight but we did get a free alcohol so we got tanked up which was quite nice um so we then go up to this uh to the steps of this this hill and i sit there and i'm kind of gearing myself up ready to go thinking what am I going to do here? Right, how am I going to do this? I kind of got like my ring in my pocket, thinking, "Fuck, right, I really got to get the balls to to kind of do something." What am I going to say? And um, just before I kind of bring myself to do it, some young lad, probably in his early twenties, just just came in the middle of these steps. No one else around. Sat down on his own, pulled a guitar off his back, and started stringing some like acoustic love songs. I was like, "Holy <laughs> fucking shit! This is meant this to is be. Perfect. This is faith. <laughs> this is sorry. This is fate. This is perfect. This is exactly meant to happen right now." So, so yeah honestly I couldn't have worked out better in the end given that it's like I paid the dude I had nice. obviously right? <laughs> yeah yeah nice quality you've uh, got, got, it's nice when it kind of like works out accidentally well yeah it's nice when she says yes and not no fuck off I'm like no way am I going to fucking marry you <laughs> <laughs> I never had any doubt I think that's because I was fucking blind blind to any potential reality rather than I was just confident but I don't know why. When you're with someone, I mean, we'd only been together about just over a year as well. Oh, really? Um, well, yeah, but obviously, remember, I'm a bit older than you, mate. So I think, mm. I mean, when did I get? So 2011, I'd have been still been 30. Fucking hell, massive shit. 28. 28, yeah. So I've still been 28. I had been in a previous relationship for that for about six years. So before getting with Jenna. So I kind of, you know, it's at that point, it was the right time for me. A year didn't seem that long. Yeah, no. When you know, you know, don't you? Um, so much for smashing out one of these quick episodes tonight. We're twenty-three minutes in already. Again, 
<laughs> we should really do this it's in our own time. We should do this in our own time. Yeah, you're right. She is. She's always little little fuckers always coming here messing things up. Uh, no. Um, what are we going to talk about today, mate? Uh, refeeds. We were. We were going to talk about refeeds purely because it's come up a few times within um, a couple of client groups and stuff, and obviously our photo shoot group. Um, a lot of the women in there are getting a little mad because they're not allowed one. Because they're not allowed one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about maybe the allowed, not allowed kind of rationale behind that, I suppose, at some point, won't we? But um, yeah. shall we first start with what is a refeed and what is it not? So um, a refeed definitely is not a... Uh, I suppose it depends on how you, 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 you describe the term, but it's not... Uh, I was going to say the term diet break. It's not really like, okay, yeah, it could technically be a diet break, but um, refeed is normally a period of time at a maintenance level calorie uh, calories when dieting or just under or just above. Um, but obviously if it was just above, that would be a little bit pointless because you'd be going backwards unless it was really, really needed. Um, but normally it's it's a, a period at maintenance or just below maintenance uh, when dieting for an extended period of time. So if you've been dieting a week for a week, you probably don't need one. Um, and uh, it's yeah, so it it could be a psychological break. It could be um, to refill glycogen. It could be uh, to maybe if you were sort of having uh, issues with hunger really really bad um so like your leptin and ghrelin levels are kind of all over the shop maybe it could to try and help sort that out a little bit but that's kind of getting a little bit guru -y. um yeah but mostly it's kind of it's, it's when you've got diet fatigue i'd say that's when you would look at using it um or you could use it tactfully and use it when you know somebody's got like a birthday meal or something like that. You could say, okay, well, we'll have a, a refeed day or a couple of days of refeed if they're going away for a holiday or something like that whilst on a, a prolonged diet. Um, you would typically schedule them in, I would say. Uh, when you're pre-planning your diet, you would allow for two or three refeeds throughout that period. Um, so it's not taking away from the diet. Um, it should be adding to the diet, not taking away. Okay. Let's, so let's go into some of those bits in a bit more detail if I can remember what they are. So, because you went through quite a bit there. Um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, just so to, to recap, the a refeed, I suppose, is an increase in calories in some way. Um, as you as you said, if it's, it's supposed more in the short term, because anything longer, and obviously maybe I'll, I'll help, or will help define what that means in a minute, but... Anything longer, you might consider more of a diet break rather than a refeed. I suppose a refeed could be considered a mini diet break. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas, I mean, the episode we did with Steve Hall about uh, refeeds, mini cuts, diet breaks, some of the different types of periodization nutrition we did back in episode, fucking hell, probably like 10 or something, really early on. Yeah, yeah, really early. Um, we kind of, I think we did set some parameters around that. But I would probably see a refeed, personally, is more like a day or a couple, or a few days max. Anything longer than that, you start getting to a week, you're going to be looking more at what I'd consider an actual diet break. And then that diet break could be well, as long as possible, really. A week, two weeks, a month, whatever. So, sorry, not as long as possible. As long as anything, whatever. It could be any any amount of time, couldn't it? Because you could have a diet break for six months, technically, and just get back dieting. Um, 
but yeah, I suppose you, you, your diet breaks a week plus, anything less than that, you'd be you kind of terming it more of a refeed. Now, in all honesty, it's probably a bit semantics and you know, you just it doesn't really mean anything. Um, other than maybe some of the things that you, you kind of again just touched on. So if we get in a bit right, okay. So a refeed, an increase in calories for say a short period, so a day or two. So um yeah, I, I, the only thing I will I will kind of disagree slightly with you about the whole maintenance or not higher. I think it depends. I think it's always going to be an depends answer. I know. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know that's why say, I said it depends. Yeah, yeah, I know you're going to say that you're going to agree with me. I think because um, I think it's just going to be one of those things where if you're in a position, or, or actually, now let's so let's before I get onto end. Okay, so let's talk about why you might need one. Um, so you talked about some of the things there. So let's talk on the physiological bit first. So you might need one first because basically you're tired and you're really hungry and you can no longer cope with dieting for any longer. So you implement a short-term refeed for a couple of days to help with that. So I suppose the just for people that aren't aware, and I know you said it's a bit geeky, but it's probably worth going to it. So one of the things might be that it, it's thought that a increase in calories might affect your hormones specifically carbohydrates mainly and maybe we'll touch on why in a minute but this increase in calories what does it do for your hormones um it's always a bit dodgy talking about hormones isn't it because you kind of sometimes can sound a bit guru-y and a bit kind of like you do get people talking about this and they generally just have no idea what they're talking about they just yeah. know fancy words and, and we're not um, and we're not an endocrinologist let's be honest. well yeah but, exactly so but we so can we probably are... talk a little bit about what is meant to happen with but i suppose i'm, I'm angling at leptin and ghrelin mainly so. yeah yeah so you obviously have your, your hunger hormones and I think with refeeds though, so the kind of what you're trying to do is you're trying to reduce the amounts of leptin, which is kind of the, the hormone that makes you feel hungry. So you're trying to stop that around, mate. being right. so grilling. So sorry. <laughs> so where you've uh, where we've written it down. Um, yeah. So uh, so yeah. So we're trying to, to stop. Um, so we're trying to boost leptin, which is the the the, the hormone that allows you to feel fuller. So um, yeah. So we're trying to increase that and um and reduce the ghrelin which it whether you can do that in okay you can do that very short term but is it just going to come straight back um so if you're having a, a day refeed is I, I don't know if that's the best way of sourcing that out um it's certainly not going to balance it long term because you're back to dieting again um but if you can kind of maintain that if you can sort that balance out for a, uh, a couple of days or a week or a couple of weeks, then that's going to obviously help the dieter a lot, especially if they're digging deep and if it's been a really long diet. Um, so we're not talking 12 weeks really, we're talking more like 20 or 30 weeks. Um, so that's why it's potentially the further you get into a diet, the more refeeds or the more kind of little diet breaks you would have over time. Um, so, so yeah, so what we're trying to do there is we're trying to get over that feeling of con like constant feeling of hunger. Um, and uh, yeah, and boost those leptin levels a little bit to uh, to because it feels pretty shitty basically when you're hungry all the time, doesn't it? And you yeah. can't get full. Um, and the nature of a diet, obviously, is you're not going to feel full all the time, even if you're using all the high volume foods when you when you've got diet fatigue. Um, yeah, you've yeah. Uh, it's hard to get over that. But if you can 
if you can numb that by a few percent, that's obviously better than than not at all. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And I guess we know that leptin is stimulated by the fat cells. So as you have less fat cells, you have less leptin, which means, you know, more hunger, as you said. So um, there's also a response to carbohydrates. So hence the refeed, we would expect an increase uh, in carbohydrates, or mostly carbohydrates to be utilized where possible for a refeed because that way it's thought to have the most uh, effect on leptin but yeah totally i think the key point there is what you've said and that don't it's not one day is barely gonna i mean the research basically shows that it does almost nothing in one day um even two days questionable i my, my personal thoughts are like you said I, th- or I think you said anyway in that it's kind of like well the longer you diet maybe the you know the, the more effect to have, but the shorter you die. So it's almost like, um, I can't think of the right word I'm trying to say. So basically, the, you're going to get, the effect you're going to get of a, of the refeed from kind of balancing your hormones is probably going to be directly proportionate to how long you're refeeding for. So, you know, one day you might feel good for one day and then you probably, like you say, back to dieting and then you're probably just going to feel just as hungry again. But the longer you have a refeed or turn it into a diet break, a longer diet break, then you might have a longer term effect on hunger for, but I think it's one of those things, really, where you, you kind of get out what you put in. So, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so like, kind of, I suppose, some uh, practical examples into this. Uh, when I was dieting for my competition a few years ago, I had a re- when I got to a certain point in the diet, I had a refeed every uh, every week one refeed one day and it was just like an extra 60 grams of carbs or whatever it was um so this would i would use this on a either a big training day or i actually used it for um the days when i was playing hockey um so i then have more carbs to go and play um so you could yeah you could use it for for a multitude of things or if you go on a date night every week you can say right okay i'm going to use these extra 300 calories or whatever for um for for that night or the extra 200 calories or whatever, whatever you're allowed, uh, just to give yourself more, uh, dieting flexibility as well, uh, well, food flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so you might potentially have it, uh, w- once a week or maybe once every couple of weeks or just as, and when you need, um, it's, so it kind of all depends on, on the client really. Um, so yeah, so even if it does only just stave off that, that hunger for a day or two days, uh, if you're having that every, um, every week then it's something that you can look forward to uh, and know that okay well you know i feel hungry today and i'll feel hungry tomorrow but i know that the day after um i can have a bit more food and that i can um overcome that hunger yeah i think a couple of days. i think i would just put point out there like you said around planning um if you've got planned so any 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 person that is planning nutrition or if you've got a coach that's doing it for you they should probably would be sensible to have some planned breaks in there whether they are specified refeeds or whether they're actual diet breaks for, for longer periods it's sensible to have them in there because obviously people might require these types of breaks or refeeds um at certain points when you, you kind of maybe don't know they might need one so yes you could you could take one periodically and have it planned but obviously it needs to be planned into your time scale because you can't take one every week and then expect to you know make loads of progress potentially because obviously it's like shortening your diet dieting for X amount of time if you're kind of start to have one every week. So you kind of have to be a bit careful. It needs to be within a plan so you know that you're going to, you know, reach your target by the end of, you know, the time goal. Um, but obviously if you've got some planned in, then it does give you something to play with so that you can then afford to take refeeds sometimes because I think maybe 
uh, let's touch on it now. So some of the reasons you might want one, if you said, is because you're tired and or you know you're fatigued and you're just feeling like you're training shit or you know, some of the points you come out. Well, you can't necessarily always estimate when that's going to happen. So sometimes you kind of you have to just almost get to a point where you know you, you need one. You have to take one to be able to then progress your diet. Because otherwise, you just break down and binge, or you know you just give up. Yeah, does that make sense? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just just quickly to your point about having it every week or not having it every week because it put off your um, put off your progress. If you plan it in, as Brett said, if you plan it in properly, what you could do then is say, right, okay, well, we're just going to take 100 calories from each day and put them onto one day. Um, and that way you're still in the same deficit for the week, but you do have that yeah. if you needed it so for that, like a leg day or for playing sport or whatever. So that's kind of more... Well, I suppose, yeah, I suppose, it's, I don't know if you, if you you could probably call it both, but that's kind of calorie cycling mm-hmm. rather, than yeah, re- yeah. rather than refeeding. But I guess it is still, well, it's kind of whichever way you want to look at it, I suppose. Yeah, it's all got a crossover with the different terms and stuff. <coughs> yeah. yeah, but that's definitely one way of using it to then, you know, it's just simple maths to a certain extent in that you're still, at the end, at the end of the week, you're still on the same. You know, you'd be at the same intake, the same output, arguably. Yeah, So, so Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess let's, let's touch on, so, Carbohydrates, and I said about leptin. Um, obviously, carbohydrates been known to, to to maybe have an increase in in leptin stimulation. Um, there's also the de novo lipogenesis thing, we, obviously that we often talk about. So, carbohydrates having to be turned into body fat is quite a difficult process. So, in the short term feeding studies, that if you overfeed on carbohydrates, then you're less likely of putting on body fat than you are to if you overfeed on other macronutrients, more more so fats, really. So if you're overfeeding on fats, they kind of get stored as fat quite quickly because they're already fat. Duh. So, yeah, and this is where you get a lot of people saying, oh, if you eat fat, you're going to get fat. And it's like, oh, okay, there's yeah. a slight truth to that, but yeah. not really. Huh? Yeah. You've still got to <laughs> overeat fat to get fat. Yeah, you know, exactly. If you don't eat hardly any fat, but you only eat fat, you're not going to get fat because you're not eating very much fat. There's a lot of fats in that sentence. Um so yeah, no, 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 totally, totally, yeah, I get that point. Um, the the reason I want to mention that is because that's kind of why we predominantly when we're refeeding, so not only the leptin thing, so to increase your leptin stimulation, um, but also it's going to be less likely that even, you know, the point I made around either maintenance or going above maintenance, if you're eating over your maintenance calories, um, you're probably less likely storing that, that carbohydrates as body fat because your body will do a pretty good job of increasing your knee, increasing your body temperature, thermogenesis, um, thermic effect of food, a lot of that stuff will kind of go go over and above because your body's kind of doesn't want to store it as fat necessarily because it's a difficult process for it to do. So it'll effectively try and get rid of that excess energy before doing it as slowly fat. So in the short term anyway, if you chronically overate carbohydrate all the time, as we know, the obesity epidemic, you will get fat. But in the short term, kind of having like the odd spike of a high carbohydrate day maybe moderate protein and as minimal fat as you can possibly get results in minimal or a lot less body fat than if you had a you know a higher fat proportion of the same calories yeah and, and if you do have a, a day of extra whatever many grams of carbs uh more um do expect a weight increase it's not because of fat it's because of obviously as we talked about before glycogen which is the broken down carbohydrates so it has to be stored with water in the muscles or in the liver um, and it's about a, a gram of glycogen is stored with three to four grams of, of water um, so you're going if you've got an extra 100 grams of, of glycogen in your system or 100 grams of carbs in your system 
um, then you are going to have, you know, another four, four, five hundred grams in your system. So you are going to be heavier. And also you've got the things like uh, more food in the gut and, and, just, and all that sort of stuff. Just so. that's a perfect segue about the carbohydrates and glycogen into another reason why we actually implement refeeds. Because we said about like you being fatigued and training maybe sucking. Well, actually, that might be because you're just you're depleted of glycogen. You have none. You know, it might be that mm-hmm. you're, you're just constantly under eating carbohydrates, that your body, your muscles just have very little glycogen in them. And your training sucks because they just, your muscles do not want to contract properly because they obviously need fuel. So one of the, the benefits of the refeed is exactly that. You want that to happen. You want to refill those glycogen. So that's kind of why you have to separate the scale weight issue as well, because actually we want you, we actually want to refill those glycogen um, levels so you can actually have some decent training sessions again. Because if you're dieting, you want to have decent training sessions to make sure that you're also giving your muscles a reason to stick around. You know, you want to stimulate those muscles and make sure that they're kicking about and not thinking, well, these aren't getting used, that we need to need to keep these anymore. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you, yeah, and this is why you, you might start talking about carb cycling around a training session, not cycling, but carb loading for the training session, like having most carbs of, it, around training or whatever. Cycling, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, through the day, yeah. Well, I suppose, so, it's, yeah. I suppose it's, it's nutrient timing in that either you might have the same carbs every day, but you're just making sure you have some pre-training because they're a bit more essential when you are dieting and potentially depleted. Um, mm-hmm. Or it might be actual, what we would consider cycling, where you are actually having higher carbs on your training days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's something that I've done with with. I do it with uh, bulking clients now, give them more calories on training days. But you can also do it with dieting uh, dieting clients as well, where you have maybe slightly elevated by 100 or 200 calories on your training days, but it just means then your non-training days are a lot lower. Um, so, mm. yeah, so you, you can do it. But it just I think the more variance you have in your calories uh, day-to-day, can it can throw some people off. So it is very inter-individual um, with – yeah, whether you can, whether you have to be the same calories every single day, or whether you do prefer, you know, on a leg day, which is really hard and it really takes it out of you, you might want an extra few hundred calories, but it means you've got to lose them somewhere else. So yeah. It kind of depends on your I, personality. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm, I'm one of the people that I could probably get away of eating less from an adherence perspective on my train days, purely because I'm busier on my train days. On the days I'm mm-hmm. not training, especially if they fall on weekends, which I don't tend to train, well, I don't train Fridays and Saturdays. Um, they're the days that I would probably struggle the most because I've got more time to eat. Therefore, if I'm eating less calories on those days, it makes me feel like I'm worse, like the opposite of intermittent fasting. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm expanding my eating window rather than shortening it. So, <clears throat> yeah, so that's kind of almost the opposite of what I was saying. So you'd want more calories on the non-training days, probably. Yeah, you're, yeah, or, you're or, or at least going to be picking. Yeah, or at least I tend to just I don't cycle for that reason, so I don't at least have less. But yeah, yeah, no, that, that would. I mean, I'd, I'd probably still struggle having less on training days, but. You know, you put the, your points right. Um, yeah. Okay, so obviously, so the the physiological reasons for refeeds again, you know, just to just to keep going over the same thing. So obviously, increased leptin, uh, stored glycogen. What what I mean, what what in terms of like psychological issues that or break? Sorry, it, is it or psychological effects? I should say. So in terms of like a break from diet and then kind of talk into what that means or why it might be a good day time to have a refeed. Yeah. So. Sometimes if you have like a period of high stress, maybe it's work or family life or something like that, sometimes then adding dieting to that can make the stress 10 times worse um, just because it's, 
it is a chore to be constantly thinking, right, okay, well, I can't have that, and I can't have that, and I can't have that. I've got to eat this, and I need to eat it, you know, around this time because I'm going to be really hungry or whatever it may be. Um, sometimes you may, uh, you do get like a bit of a cloudy mind when you're dieting. You, you're not 100% there, and you're kind of, you know, you're a little bit absent, a little bit vacant. Um, so um, you might you might almost need to carve up to think, um, I know when I was dieting and if last year for the photo shoot, I used to have to carve up to deal with my boss uh, because if I didn't and I knew I would be snappy and, and, and not, not how I should be when I'm dealing with my boss. So, um, so things like that. So yeah, having that more glycogen in the body, uh, to kind of help fuel the body, fuel the mind as well. Remember you, your, your brain prefers glucose as a, an energy source so if you're very very low on carbs then yeah you, you might have a, a bit of like a, a cloudy mind and you might not be thinking straight does that, does, um, that not, does that mean i don't have to dump loads of mct oil into my coffee um no no it's not going to help you with your focus in the morning apparently it does uh, though man sorry sorry instagram but uh, you're wrong that's because i didn't <laughs> that's because i didn't feed my grass-fed salmon with some sort of butter to put into my <laughs> coffee. Butter-fed salmon. Butter-fed salmon. Sorry, that's what I mean. I didn't butter-feed my grass salmon. <laughs> well, my, orga uh, my organic grass-fed buttered salmon. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so if, if you're going, yeah, it, it just adds to that stress. And then we've seen it with, with other people where uh, stress can lead to water retention um, and they can end up obviously being a lot heavier, a, a lot well, quite bloated really from that water retention. So sometimes you just need to up the calories, um, de-stress, relax, and that way it will drop off. Um, and yeah, so you can quite often go for a bit of a, a stagnant period of, of weight loss, even though you're in, you know, you're in a calorie deficit because you know maths. Um, uh, but you're just not losing weight and you're actually holding on to water. You're losing the, the body fat, but you're just holding on to water. So your weight's sort of maintaining, gaining, or, you know, not really going down like it should do. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so you might use a refeed strategy then. So we've had, obviously, well, Carl's now had in, in our photo shoot um, group, has had a couple of refeeds. Some of the other people have not had refeeds, and they may be thinking why they haven't. So... Do we want to touch? Because we've we've said about some of the reasons, or some of the sorry reasons, some of the times people might have them is kind of already planned in, intermittent, or already planned in regular. So you know, every one every week, as kind of you did in your example. Mm -hmm. um, do do we talk about like whether refeeds are kind of something that's almost air quotes earned, or how do you? I think they kind of can be, but so this is. Uh, I think this could go two ways. What I'm about to say. So if somebody isn't sticking to their calories and is going over on a few days, then you could look at it for this two ways. You could say, right, okay, well they're obviously struggling a lot, so they might need a refeed to to help them settle down, or the fact that they're just not very organised or not really been forward thinking. Um, so. The fact that they've gone over by a couple of hundred calories a couple of times that week, they've kind of had their refeed. They just didn't plan it. It wasn't planned. So they've kind of had that refeed. Mm -hmm. So do they then need another higher day uh, because they've had the higher days? It, you could look at it in two ways. Yeah. I think that's when you need to know the situation and the scenario. 100%. And Was it a case of they had no control and they just like saw red and they just ate everything? Or was it a case of their planning was pretty poor 
and then they got really hungry in the evening because they went out and had like ice cream or waffles for breakfast well that's when you turn around and go sorry it's your own fault yeah, yeah definitely uh, yeah Def- so. definitely concur i think you know the the reason someone might want to or need a refeed is is quite individualized um or maybe not the reason they need to but certainly what i was going to say certainly god i lost my train of thought there obviously i'm not carved up Certainly, I think not. Not that the reason they need—I was going to say—the reason that they need one is individualised. It's more like, I guess, if if they've kind of overeaten, as you said, definitely the reason why they're overeating is important because, like you say, it might be the fact that actually they've just been pushed to a very high diet fatigue state. You know, they've they've kind of been grinding hashtag grinding for for a long period of time. And yes, maybe they do—they are low in glycogen, and maybe they they do have this kind of diet fatigue built, and they need to have. Um, you know, all they could do with some sort of diet break or refeed, but as you say, if it, if it if the lack of adherence is because of planning, because of motivation, because of other reasons, then yeah, I'm not sure refeed's even going to be the answer to fix it. So, no, if anything, they need the structure of sticking to the same calories. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it, it can throw it out sometimes. So, like, I'll sometimes use a refeed to um, not for the dieter, but for those around them. Um, so with uh, Jack who's got a competition in May uh, I used the refeed on his uh, partner's birthday I said right okay you're going out for food on Sunday with your partner here's an extra couple of hundred calories to enjoy and we kind of you know we, we'd, I'd had that planned in anyway for a few weeks because um, we always say you know what have you got coming up in the few weeks that could potentially throw you off or whatever and that's, so that's been kind of in the diary for a few weeks um, so I'd, I'd had it planned. So we pushed and pushed and pushed. I said, right, okay, you have one day of higher calories. Um, use them for the meal, basically. Um, because otherwise, they'd have probably had like a bigger breakfast or something. And then sort of the, the reason why I was giving it on that day was for, for the meal so they can go out and enjoy it for the partner's sake and not so much for his. Um, so you kind of some, sometimes have to look at like the bigger picture, I suppose. Um, but obviously, we've been dieting for like 20 odd weeks. So um, we planned in um, you know, a couple of weeks worth of, of diet breaks or refeeds and uh, so he went out and he had stuff like um, loaded fries which mm-hmm. he hasn't eaten in years um, just because he's you know, a creature of habit and, and it would eat very similar foods and stuff like that so something that he hasn't really had in a long time and he said he felt like shit for the next few days, he was hungry he's, he was all over the place, his like, routine was out because he had had you know high path his normal stuff was um yeah it, it, it just wasn't doing it for him and he wasn't getting full so then we had to have a week or so of taking it down to you know the absolute basics of right okay come on let's just get this routine back in let's get this normal again um and that sort of helps him out so giving him that diet break actually threw him off a little bit well not the diet break so giving him the refeed yeah yeah, threw him off. So that, that can often happen, I think. Since and it was fine. Yeah, so. no, I think that can often happen. People kind of get into a routine and habits and the things that really help you through a dieting period. And if you then kind of res- not escape, but kind of move on to a different type of, of eating pab- uh, habit or plan, or you know, like a, even if it's just a day, you know, a, a refeed of high carb. Sometimes that little taste of something that you've kind of not been used to can make a huge difference in adherence. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. the, the brakes come off and you're like freewheeling down into the bakery aisle of Lidl and smashing all the chocolate donuts kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's hard to get back to that routine as well and knowing what foods to 
you should be eating. You kind of like almost, I don't know, you, you get like a brain fog because you've had more food and yeah. you're like, oh, I don't know how to do this dieting thing. Well, it's like, mate, it's, it's been it's, 12 hours. <laughs> it, a prime example is one of my one-to-one clients, Gemma. So she, uh, in the last, I don't, I, want, I, don't, I don't know how long now, I want to say eight or nine weeks, she had lost something like a stone in eight or nine weeks leading up to, to a holiday a week away in a, an apartment somewhere. So it wasn't even all-inclusive. And she ate reasonably okay still. Like, she basically let herself go. She had dessert. She had alcohol. Um, obviously, overate and was in a calorie excess over the seven days, but not, like, crazy bad going and binging, um, which, you know, everyone, there is a risk of that happening on holiday. I've done it. And I know, obviously, a lot of people can go away and let loose, and, you know, the same principle we just talked about, and all of a sudden, um, you know, they're off plan and just, just can't stop themselves. Whereas she, she has had what you basically just said in that when she got back, she really struggled to get back into a normal routine. Like she only put on some like two pounds on holiday. So it wasn't like yeah. she went mad over holiday um, for that week. But she, and, and again, we probably know a lot of that's down to water retention and food choices and that type of stuff rather than actual body fat. But she, for the week when she got back, she really struggled. Like she said she just wanted to eat. I, I was asking about like cravings what she was craving, were there any specific times when she thought she was craving foods, just to try and get a bit of an idea of what was happening. And she was like, no, I literally want to eat everything and anything. I just want to eat chocolate all day. There isn't even, there isn't even specific times a day I want to. I just want to eat it all day. And I'm like, fucking hell. You've gone from being like a, you know, I'm, yeah, this find this diet easy. I'm not really bothered. I'm, I'm not really craving anything. I'm just kind of going through every single week and, you know, pounds are dropping off to getting back and thinking, fucking hell, I just want to eat everything in sight. And it's like, how does that happen? You know, it wasn't like she was eating that on that holiday. So, yeah, I, I think it can, that's definitely a prime example of something you've got to be really careful about. And I think even having the stru- a structure is not always the answer, as in having a, a planned structure after an event, i.e. like coming back from a holiday, even that sometimes just goes to the window because a lot of times it's the, the cravings and stuff. So I think... I think a lot of that might just come down to experience and just people need to experience that almost and just do their best and then learn from it for next time. And it's just all, yeah. all a learning curve because there isn't a magic bullet, obviously. Yes, you can do things to make things easier, but sometimes when, you know, your point around Jack and the load of fries, sometimes when people do kind of indulge in more hyperpalatable stuff and have a bit more food variety, cravings just happen. And you know, there's not really a lot you can do it other than just try and get back to as quick as you can and just tough out almost a bit of a... A, a withdrawal period of too many hyperpalatable stuff so you can get back to eating in a normal lower food variety lower hyperpalatability environment and probably yeah. see the benefits of, of doing that well we've recently had a uh it was a five day re- but it turned into more of a diet break than a than, than uh, what you might typically call a refeed but uh, we had a couple of like 100 calories worth of carbs extra, so we did it for three days, um, just as a you know a break from dieting fatigue and things like that. We were getting to the point where it was getting very very lethargic, and um, yeah, but it just kind of got to the point where we needed a bit of a, a, a break because we hadn't, apart from that one day, we haven't had a break since Christmas. So um, we're pushing it hard, you know. We're we're in April now. Well, you know, it was mid-March when we, we took the break but um so three days and then we checked in again and said right okay things are looking fine weight hasn't really gone up at all um so we'll take another two days and then we'll get back onto it for the weekend uh, so that's what we did everything absolutely fine it took a few days obviously for the weight to come back down but you got five days worth of higher glycogen and all that sort of stuff what he did differently this time though was he just ate the same foods just slightly more of it yes. and he added in yes. like cocoa pops and that was about it so um so it, it wasn't going out and smashing pizza 
um, or chips or whatever. Um, it was the same foods, just more of it. And maybe instead of, you know, more veggies, it was a bit more rice or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a smart way to do it. That's probably a smart way to do it. Don't get me wrong. Like I think from, from a, I was going to say adherence, cause obviously that would be counter, counter intuitive to what I've just said about higher palatability doesn't equal more adherence but i was going to say i guess the flexibility of having more calories to play with yes you want to use that at social times and probably enjoy foods that maybe you wouldn't be able to in the rest of a diet but you do have to do it at your own risk of the things happening like we said in that it might then make your dieting harder post yeah 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 so um yeah, I think if you're just very clear with like with, I'm always pretty clear of why I do things with with clients. I don't kind of go, oh, you know, after something, I'm like, well, the reason why I did this was because of this, this, and this. Unless you don't want to give them any ideas, um, but uh, it's like with another client, Matt. Uh, he's dieting for a holiday at the end of the month, and um, he had a wedding coming up. So I knew full well that obviously he was going to go to the wedding. He was going to drink. He was very open about the fact. Yep, I'm going to drink. Um, so I said, right, okay, you know, you know, to stick to to gin and slim, um, to minimize the the damage you're not going to be on record legs and kofferbergs um and so we, we kind of you know we knew full well and i gave him a rough calorie target and i said see if you can stick somewhere close to this um and yeah 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 i knew full well he wasn't going to he knew full well he wasn't going to but we we pushed for three or four weeks really really hard losing like 0.8 of a kilo to a kilo a week so really high amounts of loss for somebody who you know is he's got abs showing now and stuff so it's not as if he's morbidly obese um and uh but i also know through experience that the next day is never great for him as well he'll overeat the next day as well but that hangover um sometimes can that can make a your dieting progress even worse so the drinking and you might not have eaten much you might have just drank a load and you actually could be somewhere around maintenance for the actual day of the drinking it's the next day when the fry up comes out you don't move all day and all that stuff uh, that can be the, the the worst of the two days mm-hmm. um so we kind of factored that in a little bit and these are some of the things that you kind of learn the more people you coach and, and the longer you coach people as well um yeah uh, so well this uh half hour episode has turned into 57 and a half minutes <laughs> so I'm going cool. to round this up here. Um, we had one new review recently. We've we've had hardly any reviews of late, so we must not be getting any more new listeners, which is quite frustrating. Um, please, 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 can you share with people that you think might enjoy this so we can expand and spread if you think that we're actually providing any type of value? Pay us back, not in money, monetary amounts. Pay us back in kind, and I'm not talking sexual kind, Ed. Um, pay us back in you know, sharing. <laughs> Although Ed, Ed is willing to accept donations if anyone wants. To. Um, you really sound desperate. <laughs> <laughs> now you're you and Alex are um, loves young dreams, so I wouldn't exactly, yeah. say that. Um, no, please though, people share with your network, share on Facebook. You know, send people links. You know, whatever. I don't know. Just just help us share and leave review if you haven't leave review. Um, that's it. Over and out. Yeah. Over and out. I hope that was useful. And um, go eat some bagels. Bagels. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.